0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Bankroll Burners, the poker podcast for players who can't stop getting it in bad. I'm Mike. And I'm Josh. And uh, this week, as always, we are going to be bringing you some poker hands we played recently. We're going to be going through them talking about whether we played them well. Uh, Usually we didn't. And perhaps learning about how we could play them better next time. Uh, For me this week, I was—I have a hand from um, Mohegan Sun Pocono. I was a—I uh, was up visiting the in-laws in Scranton, and let me tell you, Josh, that casino is a dump. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've been to Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, uh, but it, you know—I mean, it's—it's it's a nice enough place. But... I have
1: been there with you, and we considered going to the casino before realizing that a) there wasn't enough time, and b) all the reviews said this place is a dump. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's right Of, of course you've been there but uh yeah i will say they they just moved the poker room so i'd been there like a year ago and it was like maximum dumpage but they they changed the poker room they moved it elsewhere in the casino and it's much nicer now so that the poker room specifically is nicer um but the uh the casino, casino well. by and large, has not improved. Yeah,
1: but. I have to say, I was I was pleasant, I've been pleasantly surprised by both Philly casinos I've been to. Like, I thought when we went to live together, that was it was actually pretty nice. I mean, it was a fine poker room. Like, it was a nice... Oh,
2: yeah, I agree. It was like a
1: decent it. casino. And even when I went to Rivers, which I think is kind of seen as the bottom end of the quality totem pole in terms of Philly ca- casinos, it was also quite nice. And, like, it was reasonable, you know? It was... It's no, it's no Encore Boston Harbor, but, you know, they have their own. What of, is, right? They have their own set of, I mean, but they have their own set of issues because, you know, the poker, when I look down, it's like, wow, rake max, at, you know, rake capped at $5. I'm like, what is this incredible This yeah, wow. must,
0: must be nice. Well, but, yeah, why don't I, I'll save my, uh, my Mohegan Sun Pocono hand for a little later. Why don't you uh, start us off?
1: Sounds good. Yeah, so I've been, um, as I've been mentioning recently, you know, I've been kind of splitting my time between... Uh, Encore Boston Harbor, whenever I basically whenever I do weekday sessions, just for convenience's sake. There's a lot of good transit options in and out, like on weeknights. Um, and between some of the New Hampshire card rooms on the weekends, when I get a chance to kind of drive up there, just because I do think the game is better. The rake is a lot lower. Um, they So the rake at... Uh, these hands are both going to be from Chasers, which does 10% up to $5, plus a $2 promo rake on hands over 20 Um... So you know, and the, they actually have like decent promos. Not that I really expect to win any of them. Although I did win one uh, just yesterday, which is my first one ever, and might actually work out to being like break even. You know, it's like there you go. It's you're, crazy. Fish,
0: you're officially a gambler. You won a high hand.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's been it's been kind of interesting to continue playing in both those spots. Do see some amount of overlap between the people, um, but it's a it's been a good time. Um, but this hand comes from a session I just played yesterday at Chasers, which, again, is one of those New Hampshire card rooms. It's a lovely spot. I mean, people kind of give card rooms a bad rap sometimes. And, I mean, you know from our trips to Boston Billiards that it is kind of like, it just feels sketchy. Like, it's sometimes, so dark and yeah. and weird. Um, Chasers is like an old restaurant building. It's very, like, well-lit and, like, homey. And I, I do enjoy that vibe. It's more, makes you feel like you're actually doing something instead of, like, you know, Weird. Um, but anyway, in this uh this was a great table. Um there were the action was was medium, I would say. It was but there were a lot of like limp there's a lot of limp calling going on. The straddle was on most of the time, probably three quarters of the time. There were a couple people that just didn't really like it. One quick note, another reason why I've really preferred going to Chasers recently, is because Encore doesn't do bomb pots. And I really think that bomb pots like I've kind of come to Respect bomb pots as really, really encouraging action by, like, by just giving such a high percentage of money to people who are not, you know, studied players because bomb pots are just so much, like, so much chance. Like, there is a a much more of a gambling element where someone who is not great at poker, you know, and might feel out of their depth a bit sometimes in a game with no bomb pots can just, like, scoop very easily by just hitting.
2: Right. And it's awesome. I mean, I
1: really feel like it really encourages that encourages people to just play and like really loosens up the table a lot. Cause people also then realize, wow, I just scooped two boards with 10, six. I should really play more hands. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent on bomb pots. They're, They're great for action. I wish we did more of them down here in Jack's, but, um, so what was what's what's the setup here? What's what where, where are the stacks? Oh, I assume and, this is one three.
1: And not to not to not to make not to drag it on even longer, but we also do two it's also two bomb pots per thirty minutes at uh chasers, which is quite a lot. It's like that's once,
0: a ton of bomb
1: pots. Because it's once per dealer change, and then whoever wins it gets a bomb pot button, which they can use on their button for a second bomb pot.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Which is cool. I mean it's that's so like if you win the bomb pot, you win position for the second one.
0: That's kind of neat. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's a it's a, this is a one three game. The straddles on. Um, I'm the effective stack in this hand with about seven hundred. Um, so a little over a hundred big blinds, even with the straddle involved. Um, cool. And I am sitting in the hijack. Uh, the oh, and it, the, the game here at Chasers is eight max, which is awesome. I like eight max a lot more than nine max. It just you know again kind of encourages people to play more hands. A lot Agreed. of fun. Um, so the low jack is going to start this hand with a limp. The low jack uh, has been just doing a lot of limping. And I, one thing I've noticed, the low jack is one of those players who limp folds a lot. Like, because, you know, it limps around enough. You know, like when I fold, a lot of other people will, will happily limp behind. And so there'll be a big limp pot that, you know, they've clearly committed themselves to limp folding a good amount of the time for a high price. Uh, so I look down at eight, seven of spades in the high jack, and I like to raise it up here. Um, Great,
0: yeah. I, I would. I mean, in a, in low stakes poker, from the hijack, I'm pretty much always raising eight seven of spades. Like, I know you're technically supposed to fold it sometimes, but like, come on, people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, There's like there's some dynamics, right? Like, I'd be more i'd I'd be more likely to raise it if the straddle weren't on because I'd want to be deep, more deep stacked. But I'm sure. you know still looking down at my stack of seven hundred with a lot of other big stacks around. Um, ha- pretty happy to be doing that. Um, the button is now going to three bet, uh, but he's going to choose a very small sizing. He's going to go to sixty. Um, okay. The and and then it folds back to me, um, and I decide to call here, which I think is a little bit loose. Um, but I'm getting like three to one given the size he's making it, the limper and the straddle. Um, so I think I don't, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna be calling like you know random aces and crap like I'd rather have a suited connector type hand and
0: yeah no, I know I don't think this is a loose defend really I mean it sucks to not have position here
1: um, yes I mean a- absolutely and i I did consider folding briefly but I was like look my hand has has good playability um you know
0: this is pretty much the best suited connector I, yeah I, anyway and I, I don't know if the numbers are behind that but I know 9 eight has bad. Has bad things about it, so it's the highest one that isn't nine eight. So I don't know eight so, seven seven six. They're they're good. They're if good he
1: part. if he made it like seventy five or eighty, do you think we could? Do you think we can fold?
0: I think usually you want to have like something like six times what you have to call somewhere in that neighborhood, which we um, would easily. So I think uh, yeah, then I think you can call. Even I mean. I think you can fold sometimes too, but I think you could call to a bigger.
1: Yeah. A bigger. And if he like bombed it, like if he made it like 90 or something or like 100, well, sure, a hundred, then I'd fold But I was thinking, you know, when I saw him cutting out trips for a raise, I was kind of going back and forth and then he made it 60. And I was like, all right, we, are, we are absolutely in. Um, so we call, um, so there's, it's, it's, you know, the, the pot's, uh, one third going to be one thirty five at this point. This, this guy covers me. He's got a huge stack. He's been playing, he's been playing fairly tight from what I've seen. Um, more raising than limping, um, so kind of thinking, you know, he might be. I, I hadn't been at the table for all that long as of this moment, so I wasn't, you know, a hundred percent sure as to what his his strategy was. But um, he he seemed like he was a little a little more on the the solid side. Um, and the flop now is going to come down, not not fantastic. Uh, it's going to come down, king three three rainbow uh, with the king of spades.
0: And. You have eight seven of spades of spades. Okay, I'm sorry for some reason. I thought you guys said clubs. Um, no, yeah, so interesting. I mean, I think you are required to defend this if he see bets. You know, we have a back door,
1: yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think that's fair. And you know, I've been doing I've been trying to do a lot more studying as work has been quiet. And I, I don't think that this is a necessarily a situation where I would be check raising, actually, it's not. I don't think this is a great bluff, um, but. It, you know, kind of interesting to read about that there are a number, you know, paired boards, especially low paired boards, this like a solver wants you to check raise like a quarter of the time. Which is just like in a single raise pot and not a 3-bet pot. Also, that's another piece here, but that is just like kind of absurd to me that it's like, wow, like that is like a lot. Like basically if you have like any sort of double backdoor or like an over and a backdoor, like you should check raise.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I don't know, I mean, we're making some assumptions here about the w- wideness with which b- paired boards are being bet, which might be player dependent, of course. But, I, of course, it's I all in equilibrium. I, I'm never going to tell someone to, to not throw more check raises in their game. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I like it, but I do think that we are, we do not have enough equity to check raise here. No, I do
1: and in a three-bet pot as well, right? It's it's just one of these solver things that's, you know, in an in a, in equilibrium in a single raise pot, you know, it's probably related to if people are betting enough, then... Both players, you just have so many misses. My theory is, it's because both players have so many misses that, like, the player with the betting lead is just going to have a huge advantage in terms mm. of actually winning the pot.
0: Okay. All right. So, so he you check, I assume. I What's but I saying? but
1: actually I check and he checks back.
0: Oh. So
1: yes, I probably would would defend here at least one street. Um, and then but but I don't have to. He checks it back, so I. Tend to think he probably doesn't have a king here, because like this be no, betting I, I, all the time.
0: I think he literally never has a single king here. He may have king king sometimes.
1: Yep, he might have king king sometimes, but I think he probably has you know a lot of ace high hands, a lot of like pocket queens, pocket jacks, um, yeah, you know, something like that. Um, so the turn now is going to roll off the four of spades. So we do pick up the backdoor flush draw.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and I, I think I should, I think I decide to bet here. Um, I think, you know, he's, once he checks back, I think, you know, I can definitely start start repping some strong hands. I mean, I probably won't have that many threes, but I can certainly have a bunch of kings. And so, mm-hmm. you know, likely can get him to fold by the river if he's got something like pocket queens through pocket tens, you know, just repping the king.
0: Yeah, I I actually think this is really good here to bet. I really don't like checking here. Like, to to plan to check raise, I don't like here because this card doesn't really change anything, and so there's a decent chance he will check back again. Yeah. And so we we really don't want that to happen. Um, So I I think it's important to start betting now and then bet the river again. And I I actually think that you don't need to bet that large on either street because if you're going to represent a king, you know, you could go, like, Two thirds, two thirds, and he's probably going to lay down queens, jacks, tens a lot. So,
1: yeah, and I, I, don't think I, I don't think I would be, you know, taking a huge like pot sized bet here just because like I don't, I don't have all that many super strong hands. Like my value, and as you've said, is mostly king x. Like maybe pocket fours exactly, or I guess pocket threes sure. exactly. But yeah, and like there's... why
0: would you don't want to rep a range that's ridiculously thin? Like right, you'd rather yes. represent like a good king, which you can easily have as a bet defend to a 3-bet. You can have king-queen, you know, king-jack,
1: whatever. Yeah. And another thing that I've been kind of learning as I study is, you know, I, I've been trying to work on making bigger bets in general, because I think I kind of default to, like, one-third, you know, less than half-pot sizes way too often, and that's just, like, you know, not not actually... You you really want to be able to use a, ri- a wide range. even And even in C-bets, you know, you can use different bet sizings depending on the um, the makeup of the board, but... So, so i another thing I've been trying to focus on is you know I feel like before I, I I might just throw out a bet of like 50 bucks here but i I do bet 80 here
0: i like it yeah
1: and he calls I'm,
0: I might even go I might even go a, a, sla, a tad bigger maybe but like 85 I just I don't get it right 80, 80 85 same bet. yep okay and he calls <laughs> yeah I mean he could be calling here I think at this point he probably you you I mean he probably doesn't have King King if he's just calling this bet
1: Yeah, I I still think, I mean, you know, obviously the bet is bigger than half pot, so it doesn't necessarily keep his whole range in there. But I would suspect that what I described earlier was sort of ace high hands and, you know, pairs below the king are probably all continuing.
0: He might not continue with all his ace highs, but yeah, sure. I I think you've probably thinned his range a bit, but I... Yeah, I think you're going to have to fire you. We were re- we were doing this with the intention of needing to fire a river barrel. So what? So yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. So so the river is a really interesting card, and I think leads to the key decision of the hand. And and the river is going to roll off the ace of spades. So oh. we make the flush, which yeah. is awesome. We love making backdoor flushes. <laughs> um, yes. and it also is a really interesting card in that it's an ace, and like this should like kind of hit his range very hard.
0: Sure, I I don't know. I think you're putting more ace high hands in his range than there really are. Because like we have to think about what he would three bet you with pre flop. There's like ace queen. Obviously there's ace king, but he doesn't. we were thinking he doesn't he, have ace
1: king. We we assume almost
0: certainly. So ace queen, right? And then like ace jack suited. And he's got to be folding some percentage of those hands to your turn barrel. So and betting some of them himself on the flop too. So I I like just to continue. So I'm i actually would really put his range at like queens i think it is much heavier to like queen's jacks tens um i would say i would put him yeah i I really think it's more likely his hand those are the hands he has
1: i guess he could have like suited wheel aces too that like call with a gutter but one would think that if you're three betting you know if you kind of read enough to three to be three betting suited wheel aces as your bluffs that you would continue a lot when you miss
0: agreed especially when you flop a backdoor
1: yeah so that all all points taken. So are you kind of thinking about making so so given that this ace rolls off then, and that actually is a is a really bad card for getting value from like queens, jacks, tens. Would you kind of go small like a third here to try and just get a crying call?
0: I mean, so I think yes. So I, first of all, I want to think about I, I, like intuitively yes. I think my my like level one response to this would be like I want to bet a hundred dollars. And just get a crying call from Queens, but I, I think we do need to take a second and think about what would we be. What first of all, what bluffs do we have here, and what would we do with them? And I, I actually think, do like what bluffs do we have here? Really, like five six?
1: Maybe five. Yeah, like five six suited. Like one of the three combos of five six suited. I guess
0: right. Yeah, so...
1: Like, maybe we have some Ace-X suited ourselves that we're bluffing with a gutter, but that now we have top pair, and we'd probably, you know, also take a take small, a small s- sizing.
0: Right, so, like, and, like, if we have 5-6 here... I just, like, what hands do we want to go balls to the... Like, if we're going balls to the wall with every flush, like, we're so unbalanced here, I guess. So, like, if we're going to take a huge sizing, I would want to have, like, probably, like the nut flush so we're blocking his queens and like making it more likely he has an ace or something like queen know.
1: jack of spades so we blocked yeah, like, like a jack lot of spades, his
0: pairs i feel like we can go balls to the wall because he likely has like an ace or nothing and we can get paid big
1: yeah so and queen I, jack I, I of spades want- by the way i think would be a great check raise candidate on the flop oh just, for sure just for ref just for to bring it back to the flop but yeah I, I thought this was kind of a weird spot, and I kind of I agree with you talking about it now that his weight his range is probably more weighted towards those hands, and I you know if I agree you know if we're blocking those hands that we think he might have, and we weight his range more towards ace because then we can probably go with a larger sizing,
0: right. So I like a I like about a hundred dollars. Here is what I would do. I mean, I don't think betting large is terrible. I just think we're going to get so many folds from the hands he likely holds.
1: Yeah, I think even like betting a hundred versus two hundred, I I do think we're probably going to get more than twice as many calls with betting a hundred versus two hundred.
0: I agree. I think like if we're if we bet two hundred, he is only calling us with ace queen base or ace jack, which he has. Yeah. We don't know how much of that he has, but not a lot.
1: Well, I think you convinced me that my play was was certainly not not ideal as I I decide to check here because I don't because because I think that I, I was kind of thinking that he has so many like random ace highs in his range and he may not call with like Queens through tens anyway given the composition of the board that I would prefer to like set up like check raise when he like bets his ace but he
0: won't call your check raise
1: that's that's true.
0: That's like true. A, first, like we're making a few assumptions here. Like he, like he has enough ace x in his range that t- to bet, he will bet the ace x in the face of a backdoor flesh, which he should, but a lot of players won't, and that he'll call a check raise. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think that, and I mean, especially given that I think as we break down his range, he's he certainly weighted more towards the pairs and less towards the aces, given, you know. He would expect more ace high hands probably to either continue flop, um, you know, given having less showdown value, or to full turn, given, like, my aggression. That, you know, I, I, I do agree with you at kind of as we kind of lay it out. So I, I do think that I probably shouldn't have played it this way. But I, I do check, and he does check it back, which is unfortunate. But does make sense as we think about it. And I never found out what he had. Um, mm. But I... Yeah, he did make a snide comment, like, oh, I called him $60 before the flop with 7-8, huh?
0: Ah, I love that.
1: Which, you know, I, I almost felt compelled to point out to him, well, I didn't call $60, I called 35 Uh But, you know. Then he got up and left for the 2-5 game, and it almost made me want to follow.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, wow, you're saying, thinking this guy's like a sort of solid player, and he makes a comment like that, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, it, it was quite funny. So, it's, you know, and, and like that was the other more. thing, right? Is because I was thinking he was more of a you know thinking player where he might fire more like with total misses at like this ace but right where where like someone might right like like you or i might if checked to on the river after that bet be like yep i should probably rep this when i'm holding like a complete brick right like a suited connector of diamonds which didn't even have a backdoor on the flop and so we elected to check right like
0: yeah, I would fire the ace a lot for sure, especially if I if I had an ace. Not only would I fire it, I'd probably fire quite large once checked.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't you wouldn't have too many total misses because you wouldn't be calling the turn unless you planned right. on doing some weird shenanigans. But but yeah, so 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 it kind of interesting. And as I now I learned, then I learned some nice tidbits about him where I, w- I would not make that play again. Um, but yeah, it was just an interesting river decision. I
0: thought. No, it is interesting, I, and I, I see where your head's at. I just personally like live players, so unless someone's like showing themselves to have the propensity to make river bets too, like you have to like they check back so much.
1: I know, and being out of position just sucks, as we said earlier.
0: Being out of position really sucks. But I mean, I think that the I think betting large here, by the way, isn't awful. I I, like I think it's it's okay to bet large here. I would rather take a small size with like the vast majority of our range, but I I don't think betting large here can be terrible. But yeah, I think I think we do need to bet.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I think that totally makes sense. But anyway, that was a, that was a good, li- you know, live and learn moment. Some, th- something where I got to apply some, um, ap- apply some, some theory and uh, do so incorrectly as is tradition, in, this is tradition. in Bancrofters. Um,
0: so, I, I, so I've got this hand from uh, Mohegan Sun Poka now.
1: So this is a one-two game.
0: This is... So, the structure of this game, I have to say, is awesome. It is 1 to 500 cap. Nice. So, it's a sick game. Um, And it's all regs, you know. Uh, How many tables did they have running? (laughs) One.
1: Okay, so it's really all regs. Because I was going to say, you know, if it was like five tables, you could probably find a less reg-infested game.
0: No, but they're not good regs. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not good regs. But... They all know each other and whatever. So is this the only? Hold
1: on, is this the only game running?
0: Well, so it's funny. It was, but then like a bunch of like four guys talked me into being their fifth to fire a one three six PLO game, which was like the worst decision I ever made. I'm so horrendous at PLO, but yes, I've lost. It was fun, so whatever. But uh, yeah, I won a lot of money
1: playing PLO online, like on in our uh, online home game servers. And then I lost a ton playing it live in, like, Jacksonville. And yeah, it's like, no. wow. And I was like, nope. You know what? Everyone needs, to, everyone needs to have that experience of just getting torched at PLO so that you can realize that you should stop playing PLO.
0: Yeah, I, for me, this is the second time I've had that experience. Maybe I'll learn the third time.
1: Maybe once a year. You know, once every a couple of years. Okay, so you're playing 1-2, 500 cap. I assume yep. you bought in for the maximum to of, punish the bad regs.
0: Of course. But this particular hand, we're going to be 4-10 effective with the main villain. Um, what a nit! I know. Not Well, it's, it's him. I I cover. I cover. I cover. Come on now. <laughs> um, so, and this is a nine-handed game. So, we have a plus one limp, and this is like. By the way, I think my second orbit. Okay. So I don't know anything. Um, other than that, the guy to my immediate left is exceed is like deep as balls. That's the only thing I know. So, um. So, okay, plus one limps, um, and I open four of spades, four of hearts from the low jack, which is a hand that I mix between limping and raising. Yep. Um, And I make a 12, uh, and the big blind calls, who is an older gentleman, and then the limper also calls, who is an even older gentleman.
1: Great way of describing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fairly standard. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably... I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can even go a little bit bigger to try and enforce being in position, but...
2: Yeah. And okay. being
1: so deep. It's like one of one of these weird intricacies that I know, like, Bart talks about a lot. It's like, oh, you know, when you're in position and you want to make sure you're in position and you're super deep. When you're deep, things just kind of go... Sizes get wonky, you know? It's like we talked about... I think we talked about it last week as well or last, last episode with Auth, where it's like, when you're super duper deep like 3-bet sizing like switches where you want to be 3-betting bigger in position and smaller out of position.
0: Right, or something. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I some weird, sense.
1: weird stuff going on. But, you, you know, I'm just... I'm really just nitpicking. I, you know, I like... Who doesn't like opening fours?
0: Right, so we open the fours. We get, we get three ways to a $36 flop. Probably a little more than that or a little less. That's rig. all right. Um, but... About $36. And the flop is gin. We get four of diamonds, six of spades, six of diamonds.
1: Six of diamonds, six of spades, four of diamonds. Yeah, so Oops, we flop a boat. Place. That's okay. We flop a boat. Yep. Awesome.
0: It checks to me. What do you like here? I like to bet. Okay.
1: Um. It's multi-way. It's a paired board. Both of those would, would lead me towards betting smaller. On the smaller side, you know, maybe, but I don't think we have to bet like ten dollars. Like, we would probably bet like fifteen, somewhere between fifteen and twenty, like a forty, somewhere between like forty percent and a half pot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think probably at equilibrium, you are supposed to use a very small sizing here, I would guess. But like, and and, li- and low stakes live play, a lot of times you can size up, and people don't notice, so you kind of get away with it. Um,
1: yeah, but I think but, you know, like, if we potted it, people would probably notice. You know, like if we bet. Yeah, like I agree. I
0: think I think that would be. No- to like pot it here. But I ended up hitting 12, which is definitely on the smaller side. But, yep, I think that's um, fine. Can't go can't, uh, can't be wrong. No, yeah. And the, the big blind folds and the limper calls.
1: Alright. So, so 60 in the pot.
0: So it's at this point in the hand that I have a thought.
1: That's dangerous.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not it's not recommended. But I'm thinking to myself, can we get stacks in? Okay. And, you know, because we're fairly deep, and we it's a single race pot. And so, I mean, I want to. I want to get stacks in. Of Clearly. Course. I, I have, you know, effectively the nuts. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, how can we best do that? So I, the, the turn is a ten of clubs, so it's basically a brick. Yes, yeah, so, so I would
1: say, in reference to your question, you know, we kind of have to think about his range and what parts of his range we can sort of get value from. And the ten of Club's in some ways is a card that is tough that makes it tougher to get all the money in because a lot a big portion of it, not a big a portion of his range is certainly like small pocket pairs. You know, like mm-hmm. I know, you know, you and I know these live games, 7s, 8s and 9s, we would say that can't be in his that can't be in his range he limp called, but, well, but it most sure. certainly could be in his range, right? And those those are hands that honestly would like call a $100 bet here if the if the you know and a, like a river shove potentially if the board stayed low but possibly yeah, I mean, not hard, you if
0: didn't have any like full bricks you had like deuce and then like like deuce
1: deuce or something
0: yeah right like deuce but
1: deuce. just thinking about you know if we want to get all the money and you know it's it's i think it's just important to kind of construct his range here you know he could have flush draws for sure and those hands you know it'll be difficult to get stacks in unless the flush hits and then you know we may actually be able to um Sixes. It probably isn't isn't that wouldn't be that hard, but I don't. I yeah, guess it depends. I, I know you don't have reads on these players, but it does kind of depend on what kind of old man he is. You know, where if he's if he's knit old man, it's going to be he's not going to have that many sixes. But if it's like I want to see flops, old man, he's going to have like eight six offsuit.
0: Right, and I, I I don't know because I just sat down. I will right. tell you, he was an I like to see flops, old man, but I didn't know at the time. Right. Um. So. What do you, what kind of, so like, I agree, I really think that if he has like 7s, 8s, 9s, we're probably not going to get stacks in. Right. So the question is like, if the only part of his range you're really getting stacks in from is like a 6, like, should we try?
1: Right, and and that's why I say it's so important to know what kind of old man he is, because it really depends on how many 6s he has in his range, right? Because right. he's only got 6 combos each of 7s, of 8s, and 9s. He's got some amount of flush draws that, you know, would call us and, and on all those hands I would say would probably call a small to medium sized bet and probably not call like an overbet.
0: Right. I think overbetting here would be a mistake.
1: Right. But but if he's got like every offsuit six between like six five and like six eight and like a six and like king six. Sure. Then, it, then it might not be a mistake, right? Because then he's just got, then he's got like so many combos of sixes to go along with those that, like, we actually might be able to get stacks in, and we might want to target specifically that portion of the range so that we can get stacks in.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the worst case obviously is if we go like overbet, overbet, and do some kind of hero fold. But because, like, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Like, I really wasn't sure what kind of sizing to take in-game. I mean, ultimately, I decided on $60. I decided to bet pot. I don't know how you think what you think about that.
1: But. I think that's okay on the... I, I think it's okay on the turn, too, because we can kind of evaluate and see if... I don't know. You know, maybe we can pick up... We can kind of figure out what part of the range he's he's in, because then we... You know, I think river sizing is going to depend a lot on on that. Like, if the river rolls off a brick, right, then we might you know we might want to want to i don't know maybe we maybe we might just want to bet large on river either i was kind of thinking like oh when he's got if he's got like flush draws and again limp calls can certainly have just an, an unbelievable number of flush draws absolutely which means that we that would kind of incentivize going big anyway because you know he might call a pot size bet on the turn with a flush draw and then it's like absolutely. on the river either he makes a flush with those with that segment of hands or he's not calling any size bet
0: Right. I, I agree. Like, I actually, like, I think betting pot here is good because I think we sh- we will get called by a, a number of flush draws, even ones that obviously should not be calling us. Um, we will like mathematically speaking, they will. Um, yeah. So I, I think that betting, I think we can get away with betting pot here with the understanding that we're probably by betting pot here, giving up on getting any more value from sevens, eights, nines, because they're not going to call it a, a river bet of any size, really. Right. Um, and they might not even call the sixty dollars bet. So, like, in the moment, I kind of gave up. I decided to go for the max and kind of give up on, like, the marginal parts of his range. And I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what I did.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, if he is the kind of guy who's playing all sorts of sixes, then I do think it's fine because I do think we're going to get get called enough when we go big that, you know, maybe we should even go, like, a little bit bigger and try and set up a river shove. And, yeah, but also- maybe not because we'd basically have to be about 100 to set up a river shove. Because if we sat, right. bet 100, then we'd basically have a pot size bet behind.
0: So we, we bet 60 and he calls. Okay. Well, that's great. We get yep. value. We get value. So we're now 180 in this pot. We've got 325 behind. Yep. The river is the Ace of Diamonds.
1: Okay. Well, that definitely fits really well with our game plan. This is what right. I. Right? Would- because yeah. like wow okay now he's definitely not putting any more money in with a seven, with set with a with a one pair hand, but he's definitely putting a lot more money in. Well, I guess it doesn't fit perfectly with our game plan because this could be a scare card to a six is the annoying part.
0: Right, he might be like, oh, he has aces, yeah.
1: or he might, or oh, he has a flush.
0: Right. Oh, you caught oh, that yeah.
1: diamond. Oh, you caught that diamond, didn't you?
0: yeah exactly no I didn't think it was the best card in the world because I thought it was like possibly good for me like he might perceive it as being good for me and I wasn't really sure but so he checks so what would you do
1: and that's annoying too because as we all know a lot of live players will happily check call check call donk when they make flushes
0: right yeah that's true yeah that would have been sick if he donked yeah we would have been
1: like if he just bet 100 here we'd just like you know it would just be great yeah. I mean, I want... I I think we should bet. <laughs> right.
0: Yes, but how much? How much?
1: Um, It's really, really interesting. I don't... This is a weird bet-sizing thing where it's like we have such... Like, maybe we do just want to target, like, flushes and just, like, like bet, like, pot. Or, like, 200. Like, I don't think we can jam. I don't... Because I think jamming is definitely going to fold out all his sixes.
0: Hmm.
1: I, w- I would think that jamming is... N- jamming should not get called by sixes when the front door flush comes in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, jamming's probably too greedy, but I think you, I mean, I think a, if we bet like pot again, the flush would call. I'm sorry, a six would call. Yeah, a flush would a, flush. absolutely. A flush will yeah. call a shove.
1: I'm pretty sure. I would think a flush would call the shove and I would think a sit, but I, but I would think a flush and most sixes are going to call a pot size bet. Probably yeah. all sixes, unless he really talks himself into a hero fold.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Because, like, we have a lot... We might have worse value, too. Like, uh, maybe not. Maybe... I, I mean, I don't...
0: I think we're the only going to The
1: Ace of Diamonds here. is a weird card. Because it means, like, a lot of our bluffs contained, like... Would contain, like, the Ace of Diamonds.
0: Yeah, I think, like... If I'm betting here, pot... Like, I'm representing at least a flush, right? I, I, God, or at least trips... I don't know. Like, what am I even betting pot? Like, what does a pot size bet represent for me?
1: Well, potting the turn, like, maybe it could be something like ace 10. Wouldn't we yeah, bet? We could, like, because, like, we could continue on the flop with ace 10. Sure. And then we could, we could bet large on the turn. Give, yep. like, given the board is pretty dynamic. And then, you know, I mean, it's, but really? I don't know if we get. Like I don't know if, if we can we bet. I don't know if we can pot the, the river with Ace Ten. He, that feels a little greedy.
0: If we pot the river with Ace Ten and he jams, it's like the sickest fold ever. I don't know. It's <laughs> like weird, Ace Ten man. with the Ten
1: of Diamonds.
0: It's weird. Yeah, sure. I'm, Maybe. <laughs> I don't think this random old dude has it in him. But, um, I I I don't know. I so, was like. So
1: I think I, was, I think I like betting betting pot. I mean, is what I would say. I think I.
0: I I I I think. The more I think about how weird betting pot is, though, like, what is it exactly... I feel like rep- betting two-thirds can represent a lot more hands and maybe be more likely to get called. Yeah, but I think betting maybe pot... Maybe you th- get check-jammed on by a flush. Wouldn't that be sick?
1: Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen a whole lot. Um, But I, I do think... I know we want to get stacks in, but I do think jamming just isn't going to get called enough. Yeah. Um, Betting so, pot... Betting pot, I just don't... I don't know that, you know, betting pot versus betting two-thirds, like... You know, could probably yeah. go either way. It's probably close. Probably anyway, those... I jammed. Okay. <laughs> and he snap calls.
0: No. Damn. He goes deep, deep into the tank, the old man tank. And he goes, Did you really? I don't know. He's saying all this stuff. Did you catch that
1: diamond? Yeah, see, I got my old know. man impression down.
0: Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, but eventually he does put calling chips in. Great and we get... I don't know what he had.
1: Probably a six.
0: He, yeah, probably a six. After It was like a good old three-minute tank, so it's probably a six. But.
1: Well, great. I mean, well, and, and yeah. then, you know, if he has enough sixes, and he's going to call sometimes with sixes, then, like, it can't be that bad to jam, if that's the case. Because the jam is, like, tw- 2x pot, almost. And yeah. so even yeah. if he only calls, right, then it's back to the old, you know, quick math. If he calls half as much we're breaking even and if he like want just because this is a, it's live poker right it's like you see so few hands that like live regs just want to call more because they're like wow this is the first time I've made a hand in hours I'm putting money in right? I, mean, I I've been victim to that before certainly right I think it's just a, a subconscious thing sometimes where you're like can he you know you see some, you know what I mean it's like you see someone else running hot and you're like wow how do they always have a hand and then you pick up one and you decide to stand your ground and you're just like oh yeah that was a stupid call.
0: And then you get stacked for 200 big blind.
1: Right. With, like, with traps. Probably yeah. Crap Kicker.
0: Probably, like, 6-3. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, he was a nice enough guy. But um, it was an interesting one. I mean, I felt like, like in hindsight, I was like, maybe that was too greedy. Like, I'm obviously it worked out for me, and I'm pleased. But, like, I, I don't know that I really played it correctly. So I, I'm glad we got to talk through it, though. I, I think somewhere's between a two-thirds and a pot size bed is much more appropriate. Um, yeah, and, like, problem.
1: what bluffs are you jamming? Like, are you jamming
0: 7-5? Wouldn't that be sick?
1: That would be. But, like, because, like, we can't really have a diamond in our hand, right? Which I think it would be. it would be pretty nice to have a diamond in our hand if we're structuring our bluffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: So, like, we can't, know, we're like, not, like, ra- I assume you're not really iso-raising 5-7 offsuit from the low check. I,
0: I think, like, we probably want to block boats, so, like, probably, like, I don't know, 5-4 of clubs?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, are, are, we, are we potting 5-4 of clubs on the turn?
0: Possibly, yeah.
1: You're not checking back?
0: I don't think so. I mean, if we, I don't know.
1: Okay, interesting spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're... I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is just weird,
1: right? It kind of goes back to our discussion with my hand of, like, how do we... We have such thick value. How are we representing? How are we... How are we keep balancing? How are we balancing? No, I and-
0: know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, sorry. I was confused. I was thinking that there was a double flush draw out there. Obviously, 5-4 clubs doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, there's no bluffs. Like, it was as stupid as This jam. is just like but- a pure
1: exploitative, like, this guy is not going to fold a six, so I'm just going to jam. Which is yeah. fine. Like, that. that's okay to that's do. Totally if, you, if you, like, think, if you have, like, seen a guy be sticky and you're like, there's no way in hell he's folding a six to some young eat- whippersnapper who looks like he's a bluff. <laughs> A bluff bluff machine.
0: I've seen enough old man be sticky, even though I hadn't seen this guy do it. Like,
1: you know, I've been snap called by a guy who I don't know, right? Like, sometimes it doesn't even matter what your tendencies are. It's like, if you look sufficiently young and, like, studious, they'd be like, I've been snap called on, like, a triple barrel by bottom pair, no kicker. Because he's just like, you're, like, ah, young guy, bluff salon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. So
1: when when that's the case, like you should absolutely exploit and you know deviate.
0: Yeah, I would. I la- don't. I don't know that I was being that sophisticated. I w- it was more just like me have boat, me want money. But you know, all right, let's move along here. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Um. All right. So this is uh, from about a week ago. Um. This is another hand at chasers. Um. This is going to be about 400 effective in the 1-3 game, um, which I've been playing a lot, and I think is really good. Um, as I said recently, it's just, it's, it, I will say, just one thing that's so nice about it is that it's not the smallest game. Because, like, the 1-3 mm-hmm. at Encore can definitely just be plagued by, like, you know, like, short stacks who wind up, like, never playing a hand, or yeah. whatever. That's, a, you know, classic smallest game at a casino. Issues. Short,
0: short stack nits are, like, actively the worst thing ever for games i absolutely cannot stand them and
1: at chasers it's like the promo hunters is the other genre of like short stack nets where it's like people there are like certain one two tables where every single hand is just a family pot because everyone's promo hunting
0: well so best bet solved that a little bit with they have a two four limit game which runs it runs always when as soon as the high hand starts that game opens up there's like two tables of it. It runs until 12 p.m. The high hand's gone, and boom, every one of those tables breaks. It's so funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But
1: so, so the one three game kind of you know has people who actually want to play poker a little bit more, and I don't get a co- I don't get you know scoffed at for racing. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, this game, this game is is also good. This game is um was uh, a little bit tighter on the tighter side, a lot more like kind of tight regs, but. Not super tight, they were more like post-flop tight, and I made a lot of money like like they, they were so fit or fold. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's one of these hands, yeah, it's one of these tables where just nobody's bluffing. And so you can just bet every single flop when you raised, regardless of board texture, and you can just, you know, if somebody calls, it's you great. just know that they have a hand of above a certain strength. Yep. And absolutely. they will not raise you unless they have like a really strong hand. So a, a solid table over like a good table overall. Um, in this particular hand, the straddle is not on. It folds around to me in the low jack. The effective stack is four hundred. I raise to fifteen with five four of hearts.
0: All right. Which okay. is
1: probably getting to the uh, to be a little bit too loose
0: from the low jack. Yeah, I it's think it's probably allowed- borderline. I would probably fold this like three quarters of the time. The
1: low jack. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. I, but I
0: mean you can open it. Sometimes.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I think you can open once in a while. I also just think like the people behind me in general are pl- again playing f- f- pretty tight pre flop and extremely tight post flop. It's like I don't need to hit a whole lot to, to win. Um, yep. but they immediately prove me wrong for my assumptions as the hijack cutoff and small blind all call. Love it. So not yeah, I because...
0: mean this is just like playing this hand like four ways from out of position to two people is terrible.
1: Yes. absolutely it is not it is now I'm you know kind of thinking well you know well that didn't work like I guess I'm going to have to make like make something or else I probably don't want to put a whole lot of money in
0: okay so what happens what do we get in the flop so
1: the flop is going to come down queen 4-3 rainbow hate it queen of clubs four of spades three of diamonds
0: oh my god
1: so we've got middle pair
0: Middle pair and like, basically no backdoors. Like, a horrible backdoor straight draw.
1: That is correct, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, the, it's like the least disguised, most awful backdoor straight draw of all time. Yeah. Um, so the small blind checks. And the small blind I would like to have a little background on, because he will wind up being sort of the main villain in the hand. Um, okay. the small blind is this guy who kind of looks like Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> older, like, older guy with a white beard. Um... He, not so much like Santa Claus. He looks, he looks like Sean Connery and in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Um, he he plays. He's been playing like super tight, and he's done these like weird moves where he's just like jams river at random times. And I have never seen him show down a bluff, but like he also doesn't get called a lot when he does that. So it's theoretically possible that he's just poning noobs. Okay, but I would doubt it. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that. Um, and if he checks. And I like to check here as well. I agree. Because I, my hand can absolutely improve. And like, you know, yes, we have, we don't have really backdoor draws, but you know, I, I heard it put this way as, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of an interesting point that like these sort of junky middle bottom pair hands are kind of like five out draws.
0: Yes, absolutely. Agreed.
1: So it's like, we do have equity, right? Like, it's not like we are just forced to give up. It's like if some if one person bets small and everyone else folds, we could call.
0: Yeah, but if it goes bet call, I assume you're letting this go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Multi-way responsibility, you know. It's not something... It's something that always cracks, you know, all of us... Both of us up when people say, Ah, oh, damn, if you called, I would have called.
0: Oh my god, that's the best. Um, yeah.
1: So, so yes, I'm, I'm happy to check here, and it checks around.
0: Okay.
1: So the turn is where I think I start making some mistakes.
0: <laughs> this is it, huh? Just the Well...
1: You know, not in life, just in the hand. Yeah, Some yeah, serious okay. mistakes. Some clarifications. All right, um, the turn is the queen of diamonds. Okay. So at this point, the small blind checks. And I am like, I think I should bet here. Because. That's right. I don't think anyone should have a queen at this point. Sure. And that means we're like fairly likely to have the best hand. And we can get the best hand. And we can get value from diamond draws now with the draw on the on the board and the flop checking through.
0: But can't like so many of like can't can't they have like sixes through tens a lot too? Absolutely. Okay.
1: They absolutely can. And so, you know, I, I do think we'll value own ourselves, but I do I kind but of But what think... are you
0: trying to get so you're getting trying to get value like explicitly from diamonds, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Maybe some, like, random ace-high... Maybe if someone's got, like, an ace-high non-believing hand, maybe ace-high with a gut shot they might call once.
0: Okay, I mean, this is thin. Like, I'm all for thin value. I don't, like, despise it. I think it's interesting.
1: But I do think okay. it's a little loose. And, like, I was kind of thinking, wow, like, no one has... You know, in the moment, I was really thinking, like, interesting. Like, when the to flop checks around and the small blind checks for the second time, I feel like I have the best hand... A decent chunk of the time. Like, there are also a lot of misses in everyone's range.
0: Yeah. If this were, like, a limped pot, I would be very inclined to bet. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate betting here. You do need to protect your equity a little bit. Like, you may have the best hand. I, I think it's probably fine. I wouldn't bet large.
1: No, I, I don't. I don't. Okay, so what do you do? So I bet 25, which is a little, between a third and half pot.
0: Okay. Seems fine.
1: Um but I think you're right. I mean I can obviously just like check and try and take it to showdown or like check give up. Like I don't think that's awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Like I, mean, it's I think probably it's probably thinking, it might
1: even be better. Like don't get me wrong.
0: I think this is a little large, honestly. I would probably bet twenty or fifteen. Sure. Because you're just trying to clear out equity, right? Basically. Yeah. So I think you could bet smaller and it would work it would be effective. Because
1: we'll still get folds from all the total junk that like exactly. has two overs to our hand yeah okay well i think that's reasonable um and this bet does not accomplish (laughs) the job as everyone calls
0: everyone calls okay all right all three players call okay
1: um so this is just a live program that i
0: We are not ahead well right we are not
1: ahead i still don't really think anyone has a queen most of the time
0: what's terrible about this too though is you no longer have like you don't even have fives as an out anymore
1: right that's true that's true. So I mean, but again, this was more of like a value bet. Like I might be, a, like I might be ahead. You know, if I get it like heads up, I'm reasonably happy, sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's the
0: weird thing about, about multi-wave. But yeah, okay.
1: So now the river comes off. I mean, the best card I could ask, one of the best cards I could ask for. It's the four of clubs.
0: Oh, we make a boat.
1: We make a boat, which a I think is going to be the best hand a lot of the time. For reference, um, we've got about 360 effective right now, about 160 in the pot. Um, We've got 5-4 of hearts, and we just made bottom boat on Queen-4-3, Queen-4, with a backdoor diamond draw that picked up on the turn and did not complete on the river. Um, And the small blind checks for a third time. So now I definitely want to bet, and this time I want to bet for value. But given that we're still four ways, I would think I should still be betting on the smaller side.
0: Yeah... I mean, what are you looking to get called by at this point? It's like mostly non-believing pocket pairs at this point, right? By the way, I do think if you get raised, you you may need to fold, possibly. Okay. I, I'm just I don't know. I'm not sure. Just a thought, but like, um, I wouldn't want to bet a size that leaves that makes it so I can't fold to a jam. I guess. Sure. Um, and I, if we're targeting those like small low pocket pair type hands. I mean, we can probably get called for like 100, 110-ish, I guess.
1: Yeah, I actually, I, I was kind of thinking of going even smaller, given that it's still okay. four ways. Like,
2: sure.
1: you know, again, it's, it's sort of that like multi-way pressure deal, like which is not common on the river, I would say. Not really a common spot to run in, not not too common to run into like, you know, a four-way pot on the river when there's action.
0: I actually am going to disagree with your assessment here, and I don't know what the solver would do, but like solvers don't do think, anything because
1: they don't do multiway.
0: Well, except for Prometheus Poker now. <laughs> Thanks, Hustler Casino Live. Now you're making us say it. Um, but uh, I think betting on the river into three people is inherently polarizing, so I'm gonna. I think taking a larger size is fine.
1: Okay, so so if we bet a hundred and we got jam and somebody jammed. Um, if we bet a hundred, just just because just to think about your your scenario, because I think that's a really important thing to think about, is yeah, you know, make you know, can we fold to a jam? Should we fold to a jam? If we bet a hundred and someone jammed, we'd have to call two sixty to win three sixty,
0: win three sixty plus two sixty, right. So to win a little over six hundred. So we're getting like slightly better than two to one. I think that's a perfectly permissible fold. Right. So I think 100 is probably right. Yeah, that's, I think it's
1: probably part. I think it is fine to go more than half pot cuz another interesting thing that I picked up from listening to people talk about solvers is if you're heads up and you're in position on the river the solver almost always likes a, a sizing of more than half pot.
0: I've heard that as well. That's really interesting.
1: Which is something that I certainly have not used in the past. You know, I've I've certainly made many many small bets but you know i i and i don't know i haven't studied solvers enough to know why that is but maybe it's like if a player if someone has gotten to the river enough you know if someone has had like likes their hand enough to get to the river then like and you are like maybe betting the river is inherently polarizing
0: yeah to some degree this is like probing the depths of the poker ai mind yeah, which okay. we are not good at, you know. It's yeah. just
1: like I don't own a solver. It's just like I've been really into like the Upswing podcast, which apparently just started in January, and where they just talk about solvers and in specific scenarios for like half an hour.
0: Another example of a podcast you could be listening to to improve your poker game, and you can <laughs> listen to
1: two of them in the time it takes to listen to one bankroll burner.
0: Oh my god! Um, so it's okay. like
1: quadruple the the uh, uh, benefits.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Alright, so what size do you take here? So I'm at
1: 75, which is okay. just a titch below um, half pot. Seems fine. But I, I think you may be right that going a little bit bigger can still get... We'll still get calls from the same number of hands. And still yeah. probably leaves us enough behind to fold. Yeah. Um. The, the hijack calls... Good. The... Cut off folds, and now the small blind old man jams. So
0: now, so what kind of price are we getting on this jam? It's
1: so it's pretty close to what we were saying. It's calling two eighty five to win three eighty five. So six
0: to 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 win one sixty plus two one sixty plus
1: two fifteen. Is 375, and then we're calling 285 more.
0: Yeah, so 160 plus 215 is 375 375 plus you said 285 more, right? So, so it's all it's it's more or
1: less the same odds, right? We're calling two, we're calling
0: slightly better than two to one,
1: yeah. And this is just such a weird spot for me, and I think like if this player were like a good like a balanced player who's finding a lot of bluffs then we probably like have to call here because Indeed. when like when we check the flop we're just like so weighted away from queens
0: i which i don't know that we ought to be by the way like i would check a lot of queens on this on this flop That's, i think
1: i, I agree and I, I i would get to that but like there aren't that because the queen is paired like i think we i think we absolutely should be betting ace queen and king queen Sure. And then like we probably are not opening like from the low jack, like all that many more queens. Like we're probably opening a lot of queen jacks, but like probably when we get to like queen 10 and queen 9, like only the suited variety. And there's sure. just not so there's not all that many combos of queens that we would be checking back the flop with. So, it is pot like our line certainly looks like very weak. Like it's cat like it's capped at maybe a 4 and really how many fours are we opening?
0: I would fold. I would fold.
1: Against this like, player, honestly, you think?
0: Well, that and the fact that the guy behind you called... You're probably chopping with him.
1: That's... Po- I mean, maybe. But, like, you don't think, like, the guy behind me might be calling with one of those pocket pairs that we're targeting? I wasn't really worried about the guy behind me, I would say.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Because,
1: um, like, there's one, four, there's one four in the deck. He's obviously raising a queen so
0: it was the hijack that called though not the button so he's calling with two guys behind him though yeah he might not have that he might not be have that many pocket pairs here i feel like i'm worried about him at least a smidgen i would fold i think you have to fold i i don't know i i think that there's a because it's like a, a santa claus guy like how many bluffs is he finding although maybe he's doing this with a four i guess you have to consider But then again, you're not supposed to call huge bets to chop in general. Right. That's
1: true. And, like, he probably, I don't know. Does he have a missed diamond draw here? Like, eh. Is he the type of guy to turn a pair into a bluff? No. No. Right? Like, (laughs) do you agree that if this player were balanced, we would want to call here? Or do you think this would still be a fold with the guy behind us?
0: If this guy were good, like a solid.
1: Like, would right. you ever be jamming here if I take this line and then I bet like half pot on the river, get called by a guy, and you have like five six of diamonds? I guess not. Not even five six of diamonds because you'd probably be. Raising five six of diamonds like on the turn.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think like what bluffs do I show up here with? Like I check back the flop and then.
1: Call or like pocket sevens. Like are you are you gonna turn a pocket pair and would you you know could you turn a pocket pair into a bluff here?
0: I mean I want like, I want to block hands that go with a queen. So like I want to have like jack like ten. 10s. Jack ten. Jack ten of diamonds.
1: Jack ten not of diamonds. Bobby, then you're not calling. Damn, it's hard to to find. It has
0: to be Jack Ten of Diamonds, or like Pocket Tens, which I would three bet sometimes. I don't have that many. Like I don't think I I think you three bet
1: most of the time with there being two callers. Yeah. Before the flop, right?
0: I think I probably partly like. Well, the flop was Rainbow, right?
1: Yeah. And this is why this is such an interesting point. Like,
0: maybe I I might bluff sometimes here with ace-three suited if I get here with that hand. Right. I might.
1: But that's Um, like, are you calling the turn after a guy bets and two people call? Like...
0: Yeah, it's tough. I don't know, man. I think this is just... Like, the fact that we're struggling with this part of the conversation shows how strongly this is a laydown versus this player.
1: Yep, And, and I do find the fold. Okay. I do fold. Um... The cutoff folds immediately behind me and he shows me the Ace of Diamonds and says, oh, I thought you had this. So he was basically saying, I called you with Ace. And I interpreted that as him saying, I called you with Ace High because I thought you were bluffing with Miss Diamonds. Even though I had the Ace of Diamonds, which, you know, not going to get into. He was a lovely guy. Um, But yeah, we we both fold quickly. Uh, But I just, as I was kind of thinking about it, I was like, wow, like the small blinds line like stinks. You know, like something about this line just seems so sus.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's not like why? Did, like, how often does he end up with a queen? I feel like I like that he just calls the turn with after it goes like bet call, and he just calls exactly. Like he, he
1: checks. He check calls the turn and then checks the river.
0: Weird. Like unless, you, like the only thing I can think of is like queen deuce, like queen deuce suited, right? And this Very is why
1: nice. this was such a weird, because I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't, this guy is just not a bluff. This guy's not bluffing, right? This guy, this guy is not. And, but like, maybe he is, like, maybe he, maybe he is more like.
0: Yeah.
1: But like, what, again, what bluffs does he get here with? So maybe, maybe it was, you know, maybe we folded a chop,
0: basically. Yeah. I like think that, that a, might be more,
1: more, more feasible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good laydown, though. I, I do.
1: Yeah, it was just a really interesting spot where, because I was thinking about it after, I was like, oh, "I have to talk about this one," not because I felt like I played it. You know, I mean, I you can argue about opening or betting the turn or betting the river or I guess not betting the river, but betting betting the turn. Plenty of things we can argue about, but I felt like the fold was. I felt like I I agree that it I should be folding there, but I just wanted to go over that line because I was like, there's you know it it doesn't line it doesn't really line up
0: yeah I agree that's a little odd Maybe you might have gotten owned
1: but. maybe he had queen 4 that so, could make sense too maybe
0: interesting the one combo like you make
1: the nuts on the turn is I there
0: even know. a combo of queen 4 of suited available no there is there's, there's queen oh
1: queen 4 there? of diamonds nope nope nope
0: <laughs> no there's yeah I don't know definitely so. i agree you might have gotten owned but like sometimes in poker you're gonna get owned
1: so. yep i'm perfectly happy folding that and not and not knowing you know yeah okay right. well cool okay. let's move on to the last one
0: yeah so i have a hand for my session today so i while well, i was waiting for the 2-5 game to open i do play 1-2 I, I did play 1-2 i've noticed
1: it's two two two, right
0: 2-2 two, two, i'm sorry
1: no no problem um,
0: yeah, I and I've noticed that like a lot of the two five regs won't play two two while they wait, and I, I do find that kind of curious. I'll have to ask one of them why that is. Like there there might be a good reason, but
1: well, like it I'm- is annoying. Like I was telling you, like I played one when I, I played one two, and I usually do it chasers when I'm waiting for the one three game because there's so many tables one two, I almost always get a seat there first, mm-hmm. and it is annoying to like sure. play with people who are just like clearly just there for the promos. Get like annoyed when you raise and just like. ...are even more, like, nitty and tight than 1-3, which is already, like, a low-stakes live reggae game.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's, like, I think it's that's probably it. And, like, I do think that's reasonable, because sometimes it is a little annoying playing, two, like, the 2-2 game a little bit. I, I don't know. I I Actually, I'll take that back. I don't, I, it doesn't annoy me, but I can see how it, it could be annoying... Yeah, it doesn't
1: um, annoy me too much. Like, I do, I do play it, because I think it's always... I'd rather be playing poker than not when I go up to play poker. And, like, I do often still find myself in interesting spots. You know, I'm not putting the game down. I'm just saying I could see certain players getting impatient or upset or, in whatever yeah. for whatever reason, not want to play that, that game.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's reasonable. I, I, I'll have to ask some of them, though. They're, they're kind of reasoning, because I'm a bit curious. But, yeah, so, at any rate, I, I, I was playing 2-2, and this hand is from the 2-2 session, funnily enough, that was, I think this was the most interesting hand of today's session, uh, which was from my, like, hour of 2-2, but, um, so this is, we're 270 effective in this hand. It's a 200 cap on the game, and so we are 270 effective, um, with the main villain here. And there are, this hand starts off, as all good low-stakes hands do, with four limbs. Uh, one of the limbs was a post, for what it's worth, but, um,
1: but he checked anyway, his I, option.
0: I don't know what the positions of the limpers were, sorry.
1: That's fine. I wrote four limps immediately.
0: Yeah, four limps. There's eight handed. And I'm on the button with ace of diamonds, ten of clubs. I go ahead and make it twenty. Nice. Yeah. I think like yeah, I could limp this hand behind sometimes, but by and large I'd rather just raise it. I don't
1: even really, I don't really like limping. I like never like limping offsuit aces. Just because yeah. you put yourself in, like, terrible spots post-flop. Like, I'd, I much prefer to raise or fold. Like, you know, if I have, like, Ace-8, Ace-6 offsuit here, I'm probably just folding.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm mucking those hands. I'm mucking Ace-9. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. I, you're right. I, no, rather...
1: that is exactly how I how I prefer to play them. Like, yeah. you know, if you look at, like, the EV, it's probably it might be close. I don't really know. But I just would prefer to get a heads-up in position with a hand that plays way better heads-up
0: yeah agreed funny that you would think this ends up in position though well it um, definitely
1: ends up in position but maybe not i
0: mean sorry i think it ends up heads up no
1: so, i i uh, i know how these games fly
0: yeah so anyway the big blind calls oh uh, no the hijack calls um and who is the poster by the way uh and the cutoff calls
1: the, the, it's just such a bad feeling when you raise a hand that you're like, I'm gonna iso and you do it right before the big blind and then the big blind like thinks for a while and calls and you're like, oh my god now every <laughs> limper, like they've opened yeah. up the floodgates
0: yeah, I was pretty concerned when he called I was glad it was only two more callers I thought it was gonna be you
1: know what I mean, if the big blind folds then like there's a chance that everyone folds, honestly
0: right <laughs> if the big blind calls, there's no way so it's like for sure going multi-way Okay, so, so there's a
1: bunch in the pot. Like, it's 85-ish.
0: Yeah, that's about right. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, about that. So, now, the flop is Ace of Hearts, Jack of Diamonds, and the Four of Diamonds.
1: Oops. Okay, so Ace of Diamonds, Jack of Hearts... No, ace of hearts, jack of diamonds, four of diamonds. We've got ace ten with the ace of diamonds.
0: Correct.
1: So, you've got, so we've got we got top pair, probably the best kicker, one would hope. Yes. And the ba- and backdoor. We we have the ace of diamonds, which gives us some additional backdoor equity.
0: Yes. So pretty interesting board. And it gets even more interesting when the hijack, the gentleman who posted, now leads for $20.
1: Okay. And what does the cutoff do?
0: The cutoff folds. Okay. So, I, I elect to just call here. I, I think I could raise sometimes and get called by, like, a worse ace. Like, I feel like he has a lot of aces when he does this.
1: When he bets, when he donks small, absolutely. And we'll, I will happily talk about donking any episode when, uh, you know, when you kind of think about donks, you know, you want to think about small versus big donks because large donks actually do often wind up being polarized. Like to like yeah. strong draws and thick value. Like, I've seen people, you know, donk m- across multiple streets with like sets just because they don't sure. know how to play it correctly. Or You know, and it often works out for them to their credit. So, correctly maybe isn't the right word, but you know, maybe standardly. Um, yeah. But yes, absolutely. Small donks often top pair. If the cutoff called, I might be more inclined to raise.
0: Sure. Yeah. Collect some of that dead money. Yeah. Collect- I think. Yeah, I think I think we can get called by like Ace Nine, Ace Eight, Ace Seven, etc. If we raise here, but I, I don't. I also think it's probably okay to just call.
1: Yeah, we're on the button, especially being on the button. Like we don't really mind if the big blind calls behind us. Like sometimes we do, but I think it's okay. Right. So I, I'm on board. I'm on board with calling. I think if the cutoff had called, I'd probably be raising a lot
0: yeah but I think that's
1: with uh with just the hijack and us i'm happy to call
0: so i do call and the big blind calls as well. and that
1: doesn't surprise me because he is getting just an insane price
0: yeah he doesn't have to have much equity yeah uh so the turn rolls off the six of hearts so we now have two flush draws turn
1: rolls off the six of hearts okay
0: and the hijack the big one checks unsurprisingly and the hijack bets $20 again
1: okay well now i think i definitely want to raise
0: for sure i'm like oh he has ace nine or ace eight like almost always when he does this i feel like
1: yeah i mean i think it may be even like ace five sure like yes, yeah. it, it certainly feels like he's got an ace maybe even a jack to be honest sure.
0: yeah but it,
1: so it's kind of interesting. I don't want to raise too big because I do want to get called, but I also want to raise big enough that the big blind doesn't come, like the big blind doesn't come along.
0: Agreed. I had the same. And also, like with stack depths too, like I think raising too big could be we could get pot stuck.
1: Yeah, we don't. We don't. And also, we don't need to raise big because, like on a brick river, I do want to jam.
0: Sure. Agreed. And that was my plan.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I'd want to raise. You know, but if we even if we make it like. Like, 80? Like, we're still... That's gonna... Like, if, even if we only make it 80, like, the pot will be, like, 300 and we'll have, like, a half pot out behind.
0: So It's kind of that's a weird exactly. stack
1: size. I almost wonder... No, we shouldn't jam ourselves. That would just be silly. I think
0: jamming is a, is an overplay. Yeah, so it's just a oh.
1: weird, weird spot. Stack sizes are a little awkward, but I do want to raise, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I actually make it 80. I had the exact same thought as you.
1: Wow. That doesn't mean it's good to our listeners. No,
0: we're getting more in sync and worse at the same time. Okay, we make it eighty. Um it it's like how dogs learn like the worst habits from each other. You know, like two dogs that have never interacted before, you introduce them and like they'll do they'll like see the stupidest thing the other dog does and start doing that forever. I don't yeah. know if you've had that experience, but that's what my dogs do. I haven't, um,
1: but I've heard your dogs are quite stupid
0: anyway. Well, one of them is. <laughs> um But I love him very much. So I make it eighty and the big blind folds and the hijack continues.
1: Wonderful. So things are just coming up swimmingly.
0: Yep. There's abs- Yes, exactly. There's This is a very standard hand. There's nothing exciting that happens. Uh, so. <laughs>
1: okay, so, so there's 170 and the pot's 305 and now the river's going to come and he's going to donk jam, huh? Correct. Okay. Well, <laughs> what's the river?
0: So the river is the five of hearts.
1: Okay. So he it donk- completes... The backdoor heart draw and it also completes some weird backdoor straight draws.
0: Correct. Mm, Yeah. So, and by the way, you're saying we have 170 behind? That isn't what I have here, although I may have math wrong. Um,
1: Well, because we started with like 270, we put in 20, then 20, then 80. Or we we started with 290 and we put in, or did we start with... Yeah, we started with 270. Uh, So we have 150.
0: Yeah, that's what I have. Alright. Okay. Yeah, we have a half pot size bed line.
1: And he just goes ahead and uh, goes, and leads out for all of and it? Rips
0: it in, baby.
1: Alright. And hijack <laughs> jams. Wow. Yeah. It's a weird wow. spot because at first I was like, oh good. We have the ace of diamonds. We have like a great calling hand if the diamond draw like flush draw completes, and then nope. Backdoor.
0: Yeah, backdoor. Backdoor hearts come in. And I was thinking like in the moment, I was like, what the heck do you play this way? Like, I actually said that out loud basically. I was like, what is this hand? I was like, Ace-5 would be sick. That's what I said out loud. I was like, Ace-5 could be. Right? Because I feel like this makes sense for a lot for Ace-5. Yep. But, like, I also think this could be Miss Diamonds a lot. That was my thought in game, anyway. I don't know if that's true. It's
1: possible. And, like, the Ace of Diamonds doesn't really matter in that sense, because it's paired, right? So... He wouldn't be doing this with like Miss Diamonds with the Ace of Diamonds.
0: I think right. I think like Miss Diamonds with Ace of Diamonds, he would have like most low stakes players will go like balls to the wall with like Ace, x of Diamonds on the flop. Right. You know? So I don't really think I I don't think that like the fact that we have Ace of Diamonds doesn't really just decrease the chances of him having a flush draw as played. Yep. So, I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, like, am I just being too nice to myself about this? Like, is this just like, oh, a low stakes player donk jam the river? Like, oh, I'm cold? snap calling. Oh, you're snapping.
1: I think so. I mean, I don't. It, we're getting an insane price, right? We only yeah. need to be good 25% of the time. Okay. You there aren't that many combos of ace five, which I think is like the only. Maybe he's got hearts somehow. Like, maybe he's got jack 10 of hearts or something like that. That is possible, right? If yeah. he like... And then he just like turned a pair in a flush draw and didn't know what to do. But I, I think he he might do this with like a... Do you think he would do this with like Ace-9? No. Oh, well maybe. maybe not. I don't know. I think when the price is this good, I'm just more in a look, Especially at like a very low stakes live game, like one, two, 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 or 2-2, 2-3... I'm just more inclined when the price is this good to just, like, shrug call because of, like, the what we like to call the low-stakes spaz factor.
0: You're right. Could this just be, like, you know, pocket tens or something? Right. Like, this
1: could just be... You could... You might call... Like, like I, I don't want to level myself into a fold when, like, a portion of his range is just a hand that you just never consider that you beat.
0: Well, we do call, and his hand is one that I never considered... Which is jack four of hearts.
1: Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Because our, our typical philosophy on a small donk, and especially a donk bet, same bet, is that hand is heavily, heavily weighted towards one pair.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: Right? So agreed. him showing up with a two pair here is, like, shocking. Yeah, agreed. So, like... And if he's doing this with, like, jack four of hearts, like, he might, he absolutely might be doing this with, like, other hands also.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is really unusual for a player to do this with two pair. Like, I've almost never seen it, but, yeah, I, I was just like, wow, what a hand. I went, like, at the, at the moment, I was like, cool, dude. I mean, I, I had the same thought as you, like, I was like, the price is absurd, like, whatever I'm gonna call. But, like, yeah, was, I, was just, I thought this hand was very amusing.
1: Like you kind of have to think about if he's if he is like limp calling or not even limp calling check check option calling with Jack four of hearts, and then like taking this du triple donk line, yeah. Like, is that one would imagine that he's doing that with like a bunch of random hands?
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: That like many of which we probably beat. Sure. So no, this- that, that that's kind of my point is like. And, and I kind of console myself with that a lot. And it may not always be true, because, like, he might not construct this triple donk range with a, you know...
0: <laughs> How do you construct your triple donk range? But, on? you know, I, I've had the
1: same thought. Like, everyone players had that thing where you, like, you, you you get stacked, like, with aces against, like, you know, 10-5 that hits a two-pair or something. You know? And, and you kind of... But you just kind of have to think, wow, like, I literally was getting, like, 3-1 to one on the river, and... If he's doing this with ten five, then, you know, I'm going to win this hand so many times when he just has some other random hand that he does the same thing with. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Shaky cam has been turned on.
0: Yeah, well, I agree. I think I, I don't regret my call. I would do it again, but I did find this to be a very funny hand.
1: It is a very funny hand. It's a good one to finish with. It's a It's a good, you know, low stakes classic.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us again, everybody, for another hour of burning bankrolls. Uh, We had a good time. We hope you did, too. And if you did, consider smashing the like button, snapping, snap calling the subscribe button, snap, snap, subscribe, (laughs) Uh, and leave a comment about how we could have played the hand better.
1: Or how you construct your triple donk
0: range. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Pause the video right now and let us know in the comments how you construct your triple-donk range. Ah, alrighty. Great. Bye, everybody.
2: Good night.